Have you ever wondered how some people seem to do so much? Well, this week I sit down with James Rose to unlock some of the secrets of one of my favorite topics, automation. We talk about what it is, how it works, and how you can use it to take some of the tasks that you do off of your plate and off of your mind. It's a great interview and James and I geek out quite a bit in it, so please bear with us, but I think you'll learn a lot. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, we have a repeat guest on the show. His name is James Rose. He is the automation and productivity guy where he makes fantastic courses and content over at jimmyrose.me. James, how are you today? Joe, I am good, man. I'm excited to be here. This is a topic that I... You know, normally I get to speak with business owners about, but to speak with a fellow automation enthusiast, oh man, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I am super excited. Um, So uh, for those of you who are listening, James has been on the show before. I will link that in the show notes uh, where we talked about how he built his product content snare, which is also super cool. But today I am excited because we are talking about automation. It's been a big topic of mine a few episodes ago. Um, I had my automation toolkit and I put out a bunch of content and then James got in touch. So um, why don't we start, James, with uh, kind of who you are and what you do and then move into the automation stuff? Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, I've been in software for a long time, uh, since 2010, ran a digital agency starting in around 2014, uh, just building websites, digital marketing, that kind of stuff. And then, um, I mean, my heart's always been in software, though. Uh, so at some point, I um, we shut down the agency because we've, I think we're on three our third software product now. Uh, we sold one of them. And um, actually, I probably should have started with the fact that before I started a business, I was an automation engineer, um, wow. control systems, like programming machinery and stuff to run um, without people, which was super fun but yeah. now I don't get to do that anymore <laughs> so somewhere along the way automation in business has become like my fix for nice. all that work I don't get to do anymore so to me it is just like super fun even working on clients automation stuff it's like once I've got through the initial like getting the information I need from clients like that's I hate that part but then when I'm in their Zapier accounts and their apps and building automations <laughs> I'm like love it man yeah, so that's kind of and a lot of people ask me for help with it um, because I talk about it so often. And that's why I started writing about it at JimmyRose.me. That's awesome. And I mean, like, the, it sounds like your interest in automation uh, is probably part of the reason you created Content Snare anyway, right? Like, because that automates part of the, the content acquisition process. Yeah, and that that's right. So software in general is a form of automation, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's every every piece of software you buy to some extent, you're buying it to save you time um in in some way, right? Otherwise you wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's essentially solving like creating software like we do is solving problems um with like a level of automation that you know is beyond just like buying an app. You get to like actually create the processes and everything in there so yeah like you touched on it's it's for gathering information files like content from clients that's the we originally built it for website agencies and digital agencies to get marketing and website content from clients because that process just sucks in uh, digital (laughs) agency land um but now man we've we've got like events management companies online summits um, mortgage brokers because there's like this 
pro- all these professional services have this like phase of getting content and or documents from clients and so like insurance companies even real estate we're looking at now it's like so it's kind of crazy time for us because it's like I just I don't know where we're going <laughs> because yeah. I I knew I knew how audience who our audience were before and then all these other people are finding it now I'm like okay we'll, we'll work it out yeah absolutely and I I mean as you were saying that like real estate came to mind because there was I mean I bought a house less than a year ago and there was a lot of actually I guess it's almost a year now but uh, anyway there was a lot of documentation flying around mostly sent mm. via email and mm-hmm. you know I. I store everything in Dropbox. So I had like a house folder. Um, <laughs> and like yeah. my uh, my lender was like super impressed that I had like a binder. He's like, you're really organized. And I'm like, I am the minimum amount of organized, I think. I just know where stuff is. But um, yeah, but so. most people don't. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just you're, like you'll actually. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say you you might really enjoy this and any uh, automation people listening, but I found a product that's been ripped together for the real estate agency for tenants, rent um rental tenants to do their own self-inspections because people can't go out in corona times, right? Yeah. Um they've literally hacked this thing together with Airtable. Um and they're selling it like at ten dollars an inspection. And I was like, what is going on? Because it's I'm I'm super excited about it because it's um it's basically exactly what Content Snare does, mm-hmm. but like a bad version of it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, here's a new market for us. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. Um yeah. yeah, and and I mean, so actually this is probably a good uh a good pivot point in the conversation because as a programmer, as somebody who's been in into computers since the beginning of time. Like, uh, like I remember our first Windows 95 computer. Um, uh, I have always thought about how can a computer make my life easier? How can I uh, write a simple program to automatically insert this thing that I otherwise have to do manually? Um, So why don't we talk about how you mentioned that you were an automation engineer. so why don't we talk about how you got into automation in the first place? Yeah, so you mean as an engineer or business automation? Uh, let's talk business automation. Yeah, even so though like that's like, how far are we going back? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds super interesting. We can have that conversation like offline. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just man, it's like like I kind of touched on before. It was just I kind of naturally fell into it, right? Because it's always, I've always been in some level of automation. Like literally since I left university, I've been in automation control systems engineering. Um, And then, so when I didn't get to do that anymore as part of like day job, because I had a business, you know, my business is not to go to mine sites and, you know, I wish I'll probably be (laughs) a lot more loaded. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, so it just like when the opportunity came up in business, like when I learned about things like Zapier or like when I find new tools that can make my life easier, I just got obsessed with them really quickly. That's essentially what happened. Um, and like when, like that was only for myself, right? I only helped our own business save time and money with automation. Um, but because, you know, like anything that you're passionate about, you talk a lot about. And so at business events, like literally in-person stuff, when we were still allowed to do that, <laughs> um, I would <laughs> talk to people and say like, or, or they'd 
tell me about a process they had. Maybe it was a podcaster. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, no. So my show notes automatically uh, get sent to me just before the episode and I've got the questions there ready to go. And I just run through, you know, I don't have any preparation for my podcast because it's like all just done automatically. And they're like, wait, what? How do you do that? And they ask questions and, um, yeah, cause this is just stuff I've built because I want to automate things. Um, and that process happened a lot, you know, over and over and over people would ask me questions and people were like, I will give you money to teach me this stuff, please. And I was like, you will like, <laughs> yeah. everyone just says that. Sorry. I don't know your swearing policy on this podcast, but we can, uh, we can bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. I should have asked earlier, <laughs> no, no <laughs> but, problem. <laughs> you know, but people say that sort of stuff. And I, um, so I, I did a pre-launch for a course and said, give me a hundred bucks and I'll make a course, you know, like it doesn't exist yet, but just, I guess, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. And a lot of people did. So that's how the Zapier course came about. Um, and now it's actually become like a, you know, part, decent part of our business because like people want it. So I, kept providing it. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And I think you touched on a couple of things there, right? Because um, automation is something that can save you time and money, right? Like I wrote a blog post where I said, it's like the cheapest employee I'll ever have. Cause, oh, yeah. Um, just like my guest automation flow is the same way. And you know what? People notice it. Like, especially people who do a lot of, uh, like a lot of podcasts, like they do, they do the podcast circuit. They'll say, like, I've been on so many podcasts and, like, this was the most prepared I've ever been. And I'm like, I don't even know. Once I send them a Calendly link, I don't do anything else until we get on the call because it's all automated. Um, exactly the same. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's it's great, like, um, because you can surprise and delight, but you're, you physically don't have to worry about that. You know it's going to work every time. So... Yeah, man, I um I get those same comments, you know, that, like from people that have done the circuit thing. That that's how you know you're really getting a true gauge of it. You know, some people are like, "Oh, this was like so organized." They might have been yeah. on two podcasts, but when someone who's been on like fifty says that, you're like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm really. It's like it makes me a little bit happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'll just uh, a tip for for those of you who are booking guests too. I just added a follow up email to my calendar, so you'll get that right after, like an hour after this, mm -hmm. uh, reminding you to send me the recording in case you don't do it right away. Uh, and then asking for your address because I, I send like a thank you postcard to anybody who wants who wants it. And I make that Dude, like super clear. how are we the same? <laughs> we are so the same. It's ridiculous. I do the exact same thing, although I don't automate my post message um, because sometimes because I ask people to add me on like Facebook and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Instead, I use a text expander snippet for it. Um, nice. I get a reminder to send it through Trello and I and then I um, I just use text expander to pop it out in there because I might want to delete some bits. But we do the same thing. I ask, um, I get people's address um, because we actually send these out. You can't see this any if you're listening, but it's like a wooden coaster with their logo on it. Yeah. Um, and they go nuts, man. People love these things because it's like, their own little brand um, and like they live on their desk and they, they remember the time they came on my podcast. Yeah. That's so you're saying that they get a, a coaster with their own logo on it or with your mm -hmm. logo with their yeah. own. Oh, that's yeah. So cool. We laser engrave their own logo um, on it because I, I actually re learned about this from another podcast. I can't remember what one, but it's the guy 
owns giftology.com mm-hmm. and like it's like the number one rule of gifting is is send people stuff not with your brand on it like mm. something with their brand or something else that they use in their daily life maybe with no brand on it you know like his his classic one was sending people really good knives um like yeah. like expansive knives that so every time now they're cooking and cutting up meat in their kitchen, there's like, ah, oh, damn it, I can't get this guy out of my head because I think of him every time I'm cutting meat, you know? Uh, that's uh, that's awesome. I might have to steal that. I like stole the postcard idea. Um, but like yeah. the postcard has my logo on it. It's like a handwritten note. Like I don't, you know, I don't have that sent through like printful mm-hmm. or whatever, which you totally can do. Um, mm-hmm. But I had a bunch printed. I write a, a thank you note with one of my fountain pens. And uh, then I send nice. it out. But I like the That's gift. That's really nice too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the gift idea though. Because, uh, you know, if if it were me, I would read it and I'd go on and like keep it on my desk and then like a week later throw it out. Um, <laughs> but people aren't going to throw it. Like that was a sweet coaster that you just showed me. So like that's… Yeah. Um, yeah, that's they're awesome. solid. They're big, thick. Like, I yeah. have one on my own desk because I love. And I got one engraved with my own logo because yeah. I'm like, I want one. I keep sending people these things, <laughs> but I want one for myself. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by iThemes. Did you know that 60% of website breaches occur because a vulnerability could have been patched but wasn't? That means having software with known vulnerabilities installed on your site gives hackers the blueprint they need to take over your site. Every day, it gets harder and harder to keep track of every disclosed WordPress vulnerability. You have to compare that list to your plugins and themes by version and make sure you're constantly updating. To solve this problem, the iThemes Security Pro plugin created a better way to protect your sites against software vulnerabilities, the number one culprit of WordPress sites. The new improved WordPress security site scan, powered by iThemes, performs automatic checks for known website vulnerabilities and automatically applies available fixes so you don't have to. Whew, that's some peace of mind. And I could speak personally to this because as somebody who has repaired hacked websites, I know that it could be costly and dangerous to lose information, especially when it's personally identifiable. So iTheme Security Pro also includes a ton of other features to help you keep the bad guys out. Brute force protection, two-factor authentication, passwordless logins, and compromised password protection. Plus a whole lot more to keep you safe. If you want to start securing your sites today, head over to howibuilt.it slash iThemes to get the best WordPress security plugin to secure and protect WordPress. iThemes is giving How I Built It listeners a 20% discount by using the code HowIBuiltIt at checkout. Again, that's howibuilt.it slash iThemes. That's howibuilt.it slash I-T-H-E-M-E-S. And use the code HowIBuiltIt at checkout for 20% off. And now, back to the show. So we've been dancing around this. You mentioned Text Expander, which is great because they uh, they have been a sponsor of the show. Um, <laughs> what uh, What are your... Let's let's talk about your automation toolkit. You've mentioned Zapier and Text Expander. Are those like the two crucial ones in what you do, or are there other other tools? They are two of the biggest, um, for sure. Like Zapier alone, you know. I think 
last month we did nearly 15,000 tasks, which I think equates to, it's got to be like, I don't know, 100 plus hours saved if you do the maths. Um, You know, it's it's funny, Text Expander gives you some maths as well. It's like, oh, 45 minutes saved this month, but I, it's not true because that's only the time saved in actual typing. What it doesn't talk about is the time saved like, looking for resources like for example if i want to link to a blog post um in like a facebook group someone asks a question it's like oh i've Mm -hmm. covered that topic here's a link to it i have short codes for all my good blog posts that i often link to right yeah and and you can use the search so the control forward slash yeah to search through like i have i'm using a cloud library or whatever of emojis so if I'm on a computer or I don't have an emoji keyboard, I, I've got shortcuts oh, for emojis. smart. So I don't have to go and like search for that. So there's there's way more time in finding that thing and that link or that emoji or whatever and putting it in the box. So to, it's way more than that, like 45 minutes or whatever it tells me I've saved. Um, yeah, that's but, like keystroke time. I have all my affiliate yeah. links in there. I have like yep. full emails composed in there. It's just mm-hmm. like amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of um, different snippets, man. I just I keep learning about more stuff because I actually just released like a mini text expander course, and since that, because I gave it um, gave it for free to all my current um, students, and then like made it like a small like a cheap price on it for the front end, and suddenly I've got all these people message me about their text expander ideas they're having. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think about using it. Like uh, license uh, keys for plugins for web yep. developers because they're building new sites for people all the time. Yep. They're putting their license keys in there and just like, boom. I'm like, wow, that's genius. I haven't thought of that. And, um, you know, like so so many cool things, man. Um, I really like having students for that reason because they give you, they feed you ideas. <laughs> yeah. But like, man, I it's hard. You asked about other tools or like, what's in my toolkit, it's really hard to draw a line on like what's automation, you know, like do I count Otter as automation, like voice to text, right. um, being able to record voice notes and transcribe them. I tried once to write a blog post while I was driving just by having Otter active on my dashboard on my yeah. phone that was sitting in front of me and just like dictating, right? And then I got home and it had converted to a text note and I just turned it into a blog post. Like, is that automation? Yeah, like, kind of. Right. Kind of, yeah. yeah I, I would say, yeah, like, because you didn't have to type yeah. all that. Like, you just probably had yeah. to proofread it. You know, um, there's active campaign is a huge part, though. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not just for marketing automation either. So, I run a lot of processes through through our CRM with Zapier because active campaign, any CRM that's able to send webhooks really opens up your capabilities, right? Because mm-hmm. then you can like. Um, send emails to people and then based on what they do in that email, like if they click a certain link in an email, you can yeah. fire off a webhook out of Active Campaign, catch it in Zapier and fire off another Zap in another tool. So oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So Active Campaign, see where Zapier falls down is they don't have really um, flexible automation builders. It's quite linear. You know, it's like yeah. if this, then do this and this and this. They've got paths. So you can kind of do if then else kind of logic, but yeah. it's not, it's not great. Okay. Active campaign so, is great. <laughs> all right. I was going to ask, cause I'm like this close to upgrading my Zapier to the paths plan. Yeah. Cause like, there's like a couple, like this is an automation talk listener. So you're just mm. going to hear us talk through some of our automations, but sure. I, I have one in particular where when a proposal is accepted in Newsy, 
um, it fires off a FreshBooks invoice and then sends an onboarding email. And right now I have two zaps for that based on the name of the proposal. So like if done for you podcasting is in the proposal, it sends it it fires off that onboarding email if uh video is in the proposal name. And but those are two different apps. A path mm. would let me combine that into one, right? Because if if it says this, then do this. Kind of, right? Yeah. But how complicated is the zap? Like it's like three like steps. I would, yeah, it's like I yeah, mean, then absolutely not necessary. Like okay. paths are good if you've had to duplicate a zap, like say three times or two or three times, and it's really long. Okay. And you know that that's where I find it is because otherwise there's nothing wrong with just duplicating it completely right. and right. changing the filter, which is essentially all that paths are. I Honestly, see. it's so the where, where they implemented in Zapier, it's like you have your trigger, you might have an action, and then you've got your paths. And eat the start to each of them works exactly the same as a normal filter. It's gotcha. not actually if this is true, else this. It's you have to put all the if conditions. It's like if then, if then, uh, if then. It's, okay. There's no else. I see. It's so it's I. It's a really poor implementation I of see. Um, logic. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it, it's probably the case that I'll be upgrading soon anyway because I'm automating yeah. more of my stuff, but. Yep. <laughs> you saved me a couple months, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally not uh, not worth messing around with, I don't think. Like, if you do want, like, advanced logic, you can get into stuff like Integramat. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, a Zapier competitor, but I use it for different stuff. Like, I would never, ever recommend Integramat for newbies. Mm-hmm. It's just way too complicated, man. Like, it's, it, it's, it's funny. It's like a no-code tool. You know, the build automations without code, but it's clearly built by developers. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, it's so hard. Like, I'm a nerd, at, yeah. super nerdy, man. And I look at this and, like, especially because I teach people, I'm like, I no one is going to be able to work this out. Yeah. Unless you're already technical and pro- can probably code. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite ironic. <laughs> oh, man. That's wild. Um, awesome. So, so, Active campaign is also interesting to me. I use ConvertKit for all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not using it the best. Like I definitely need to I have like a bunch of automations and sequences in there and they're great, but I don't think they're probably like fine-grained enough cuz I know I can do more there, but um and you have the ability to tag people based on um you know, links they click and stuff like that if you want. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you could probably have a zap to watch when like a tag is added to a user or something yeah. like that. That's your workaround. Without yeah. being able to send direct webhooks, that is yeah. the workaround in tools yeah. like that, like when it, using like event tags. So mm-hmm. a tag that's explicitly used to fire something in Zapier and it's like um, you, you trigger when that gets added and you immediately remove it from them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Zapier. Smart. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's really smart. Um. And I just realized, like, we really haven't defined any of the terms that we're using. Uh, we're just kind of assuming <laughs> people listening know what automation is. So, first of all, I would say automation is uh, uh, taking something that you have to do and then making a computer do it is, like, the simplest way I would put it. I don't know yeah. if you would word it differently. Yeah, that's uh, actually quite a nice way of putting it, I guess. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like... I'm going to steal that next time I go and I get asked the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Boosted. 
Creating well-designed marketing videos for social media can be hard. I know because I have tried a lot. With Boosted, you can easily create beautiful looking marketing videos that are optimized to get business results. You can choose from a wide range of templates to create ads, Instagram stories, tutorials, or anything else that you can think of. And the best part is they won't look like everyone else's videos. Plus, now you can create amazing looking graphics for other social media like Facebook and Twitter. I've been using Boosted to come up with a series of short videos for my own projects, and I honestly can't believe how easy it is. I'm hooked. This is the only way I will create Instagram story videos now. The app is free to download with a bunch of templates out of the box. But if you want to try Boosted Premium, you can. Listeners of the show can get an exclusive deal. $5 for the first three months. Just visit howibuilt.it slash boosted. That's howibuilt.it slash B-O-O-S-T-E-D. Stop struggling to create marketing videos that look great. Get Boosted Premium and start making videos that will get you results. Again, the link is howibuilt.it slash boosted for three months of Boosted Premium at just $5. And then a trigger is some event that happens and an, ev- and, uh, an action is uh, an action or an event is the thing that happens based on the yeah, trigger. Yeah, so I think the simplest way to describe triggers and actions is like when this happens, do this. Yeah. So the, the, if IFTTT is another sort of automation yeah. product and it's, um, I think it's quite um, confusing in a way because it's not if, it's not if this than yeah. that, because that's the name of right. that's what IFTTT stands for. It's when this yes. happens, do this. Like that's yeah. the whole idea with automation. The classic simple example for anyone new to it is like when someone signs up for a contact form on your website, when someone completes the contact form, you add them to your CRM. When this happens, do this. Like that's everyone can relate to that. Everyone's got a contact form, everyone's got a sign up form. So that is just the classic simple example. Um, you know, then you obviously like there are still some people that get um, lead emails in from their contact form and then stick them in the CRM manually. You know, like yeah. that is just, you know, the, then there's opportunity for data error, like human error and like not copying, might maybe miss the first letter when you copy the email address over yeah. or something, you yeah. know, like that's what automation fixes is having to do the same crap, menial crap over and over and over um, and like human error in the process. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's exactly what I'm using it for. Like, I mean, you, you too, right? Like, I the fact that when I book a guest, we don't have to do the time zone dance, right? Because you're in Australia. That's is that that's is that more than a twelve? It's not like six o'clock in the morning there right now for you, is it? It's eight a.m. right now. Okay, but okay. yeah, it's like um, I think it's seventeen hours. Depends where you are. It's quite a big difference between the the coasts. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S., right? Yeah. So yep. So yeah, yeah it's I'm gonna on, be very hard. Oh right. Oh yeah. So it probably is a little bit. Worse because I'm on the East Coast, right? Yeah, East yeah. Coast is the worst. And when you're on daylight savings, it's even worse again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but like, we, we didn't have to do that dance, right? That we literally just did. We didn't have to do that. I wouldn't, I didn't have to remember to send you a calendar invite and a Zoom link. Like, that's all just stuff that's stuff. taken care of. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what I would, I would recommend for people with automation. Um, and I think that. 
you know, probably like Text Expander or IFTTT are both pretty low barrier. IFTTT because like it has stuff pre-built for you. Um, yeah, so. it's super simple. Like it's it's only like in in Zapier you get the ability to add multiple actions. You know, you mm-hmm. can say when someone fills out your contact form, add them to your CRM and a spreadsheet. And I don't know, send an email to myself to yeah. follow up. You know, you could do multiple yeah. actions. IFTTT is very much like, that's it. That's the end. If this, do this, done. Right, right. Um, but there are some cool things, man. I don't know how much you want to get into, but IFTTT has the ability to create really uh, completely custom voice commands for Google Assistant. So that's one of my favorite automations. Is, and it's not even possible to do in Zapier yet, is literally saying... Um, the Google keyword. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to say it because my phone will wake up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And and say add something to my Trello. I've custom built that in there, and it will oh, add that item cool. to my Trello, which is amazing when I'm driving. Yeah. Because uh, you know, if I think of something, or even if I'm walking around the house, I yell it out and I add it um, to my Trello right there. Oh, my calendar. You know, Alexa does that as well. Yep. Um, because just so you don't forget things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Siri short. Uh, no, sorry, it's just called shortcuts now. Um, but shortcuts on iOS does the same thing. A lot of the same things. Um, yeah, I've heard that's so good. It's yeah, shortcuts is so good. The HomePod is so bad. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds. What's that? It's it's like their it's their Amazon Echo competitor, right? <laughs> Except it's like three times the price. And Oof. it sounds amazing. Like it sounds better than any other tin can home assistant. But like I will ask it to do just the simplest thing and it'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, you are the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it hears me from anywhere. So like it automatically overrides my phone, even if I'm like upstairs and like whisper it. I don't. It's, oh, it, wow. Yeah, it's got hearing like a bat, but. That's the that's been the I, like so frustrating that I might like turn off the voice activation and just like if I want to talk to it I go ahead and tap it um, because it's like I wish it was better because I have a lot of shortcuts that I could presumably run just by shouting it mm. into the air in my house uh, but about about sixty percent of the time. She does the HomePod doesn't know what I'm talking about. Wow, and th- yeah. and that makes it useless, right? Like, yeah, right. If you if you just expect that most of the time it's not going to know, then you never you're never going to use it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I use it to turn on my lights and off my lights, and even that doesn't work sometimes. And you know, I got the Echo right next to it that could do it better. Mm. So and yeah, I, I was worried That's that it sad. was me, uh, and then like I was listening to Connected, which is a fantastic podcast. And Federico Vitici, who has like a a million HomePods, um, (laughs) has said the same thing. And he has like like a million shortcuts. Um, And he said the same thing. Like it's just he doesn't even really use it for the voice commands anymore. So it's just a real expensive speaker. (laughs) Damn. I really am just waiting for someone to come out with like literally the, the there's two things that make me like jealous of Apple. Like, oh, I'm not going to lie. I hate Apple so much. <laughs> and I have for a long time. I, yeah. I, I tried their devices for six months mm-hmm. um, on a laptop and two years on, on my phone and just never, yeah, I've never looked back. But Alfred, as um, for like shortcuts on, on the 
computer itself and and shortcuts are the two things I just want so bad. Yeah, um, I love Alfred, and I am underusing it. Uh, shortcuts is awesome, and keyboard maestro is there? Is there a keyboard maestro for Windows? What's that do? Oh man, it's like custom keyboard shortcut actions. Um, oh yeah. yeah, so that kind of stuff's been around for Windows for a very long okay. time. Like, uh, there's Auto Hotkey, there's Auto IT. Oh, Funny yeah, enough, yeah. Um, when I when I was an automation engineer, I was writing scripts in that for tools that I was um, uh, like. For engineering tasks, it was quite funny. I remember there was one day, actually, this is a good story. It shows you the power of automation, but yeah. I was given this task to write code. It was really similar code across like a hundred different pump stations. They're all almost all the same, but the, the, the duplication process is a real pain in the ass. You had to go through all these different lines of code and change like one thing at a time. Mm. And you literally had to go through the code with keyboards. Like that's the kind of oh, yeah. thing it was. Mm. And anyway, I was, they told management, I was going to be like three or four days to, to finish this project. And I'm like a brand new engineer out of university. And I wrote a script that would like, Alt tab to a spreadsheet and move down a cell to get the number of the, the the name of the next site and then paste it all throughout and move throughout the code with the keyboard. And um, it was done in three hours. The whole thing was done in three hours and they had nothing for me to do for a week. So I just sat around and screwed around on the internet. <laughs> That's fantastic. See, so if you are not convinced that you need to automate um, that right there. like Yeah. It's like, Four yep. days into three hours, you know? <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, on the same token, like I've written plugins for, not not nearly as cool as that, but I've written plugins for WordPress that automate a lot of the backend stuff for the podcast, creating the redirect, mm-hmm. emailing the guest. Uh, so again, I don't have to do that. Like when the episode is published, the guest gets an email with the link that says like, kindly share it if mm-hmm. you want. No pressure. Um, well, we have so- kind of, just in case people are wondering if it's yeah. like complicated, because w- what I was talking about there, like writing a script, if you right. say that to most yeah. people, they're going to be like, oh, God, no, this is yeah. well above my pay grade, you know. Um, some of them are, you know, like auto hotkey is probably going to be hard for most people yeah. to work out. Keyboard um, maestro too. Things like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Things like Zapier and IFTTT are not. Like they are simple and they're made that way intentionally so they're, you know, anyone can use them. Um, I don't know if you, like I have a, just a Zapier tutorial on YouTube if people are interested. Um, just that goes through the basics because that's, um, I think it's it's important to see someone do it so you can wrap your head around it and then go, oh, yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agreed. I, this is, I, I, We'll get into tips for listeners who want to get started. I think that's the because mm. you just kind of heard us like geek out a little bit. But yeah. um, <laughs> again, like I really think that uh, it, IFTTT is great because they have a lot of pre built stuff. It's like super clear. Like my favorite, one of my favorite IFTTTs is um, is that what they're called? App? Are they called apps? Apps or applets or something. Yeah, applets, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite automations through IFTTT is uh, when when I post a photo to Instagram, natively post it to Twitter. So like just grab the image from Instagram uh, and post it to Twitter. That way like the image actually shows up in people's feed. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's super simple. It's pre-built. Like you, 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 um, 
like search for Instagram and then a bunch of pre-built stuff for Instagram shows up. And I think that's really cool. It's free to use. I guess they probably pay for access, or like they charge for access to the API. I don't know how else they would make money. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's to the actual partners. So yeah. like people that run like a Twitter might pay. I don't think Twitter do, but like some, I think that's how it works. I make money off yeah. like the big companies using it. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're really great for the hardware stuff too. You know, like James was saying mm-hmm. about creating your own voice commands for um, Google's Home Assistant or um, Amazon's. Like you could do stuff with Amazon Echo too. Um, Whereas Zapier is just like the thing to connect like one web service to another, essentially, if we're putting it super simply. Um, Yeah, just the apps that you're already using. And I mean, that's a good place to start. I go through that in my tutorial. It's just like, go to Zapier, plug in some of the apps you're using. Uh, I think it's called Explore in in the main header. And you just literally can find apps, you search for the apps you're using, like ActiveCampaign, Google Sheets, whatever, and just get an idea. You go down to the bottom and you can see what triggers it supports and what actions it supports. And then you can go, oh, okay, so I can add a new row in a spreadsheet. So when would I want to do that? You know, And w- once you know these things are possible, as you're going about your business, you might go, oh, like I'm just adding this thing to a spreadsheet again and again. What if I, I could totally automate that, you know, like, so, so building up your knowledge of what's possible is one of the best places to start. Yeah. And I think that's another good point that you mentioned there too, is, you know, I, I'll usually tell people like, think of the stuff that like you do every day that you, you personally don't have to do. But like, um, if you do something like once every six months, it's probably not worth automating, right? Like you probably want to do so. It's something that you do regularly. Mm-hmm. that you would want to automate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like there is a line, you know, like it's hard to know. Like I go a bit crazy and I'll automate stuff that should probably doesn't need to be automated, yeah, but same. it is kind of cool that I don't have to think about it ever yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This episode is sponsored by Circle CI. Whether you're on a development team, manage a development team yourself, or you have a business that relies on working software, A good process is so important to making sure you're creating high-quality work. Continuous integration, or the ability to check and manage code automatically, can help you and your developers streamline the process in a big way. And CircleCI is here to help. Designed for modern software teams, CircleCI's continuous integration and delivery platform helps developers push code with confidence. Trusted by thousands of companies, from four-person startups to Fortune 500 businesses, CircleCI helps teams take their software from idea to delivery quickly, safely, and at scale. Visit howibuilt.it slash CircleCI to learn why high-performing DevOps teams use CircleCI to automate and accelerate their continuous integration and delivery pipelines. As someone who's worked on big coding projects for big companies with distributed development teams, I can tell you that continuous integration tools have helped us make sure we deliver working code to our clients. It helps instill trust in our team, and it lets our team focus on solving new problems instead of dealing with the same ones over and over again. So once again, learn how CircleCI can help you end your business at howibuilt.it slash CircleCI. As a special bonus for How I Built It listeners, CircleCI is having a virtual raffle 
where you can win a pair of the newest Sony noise-canceling headphones. Improve your team's processes and enter for a chance to win at howibuilt.it slash circleci. That's C-I-R-C-L-E-C-I. And now, back to the show. I was spinning my wheels today on a, a shortcut to automatically create an OmniFocus project. OmniFocus is my task manager. Mm-hmm. Um, for when somebody hires me to make a custom video. And then I was like going through it and I'm like, I, I do this part of it so infrequently. And there's like too many fringe cases that it's really not worth doing. Like, <laughs> so I just, I have, instead I have a, a text file with like the template. And then there's a shortcut right. that will grab that text file and make it an OmniFocus project. So I'll just, right. I'll just fill it in as it, as is needed. Like, cause yeah. a, a shortcut where I get like a prompt, like what's the client's name? What's it do? I'm like, I don't really need that for this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possible to go over the top. And I mean, I, I definitely have, you know, I find it like a pendulum sometimes. Like when you first discover this and you learn, it's like, I'm going to automate everything. And yeah. the pendulum swung all the way over yeah. here. And then you gradually bring it back to like yeah. being normal and being practical. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like you learned, You've discovered you know how to fly. Like, you're probably going to fly a lot that day. And then you're going to be like, do I really need to fly, like, to the bathroom? I could just walk to the bathroom. Like. (laughs) That is such a good analogy. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Awesome. Well, we are, we're coming up on time here. But I think um, the the two tips that we have for listeners, go to Zapier and uh, add in some of the apps that you're using to get ideas. I'll have a link to that and like all of the tools I've just been like writing down links um, all of that in the <laughs> show notes over at howibuilt.it um, but uh, James if you could give us a a trade secret for automation what would it be? Ooh, I think that was pretty much it just start hey like get in there and and just start playing around because it's not something you're going to be able to do immediately, but it snowballs over time. And, um, and I think it's really important to know what is possible because as a business owner, like I get this all the time as someone who knows Zapier, people will come to me and go, um, I need to automate stuff, you know? And it's like, and like, how much is it going to cost? And it's like, well, we need to talk about your business. And like, it, it's quite expensive for me to like, learn enough about their business to be able to automate things. If you know what's possible as the business owner, you don't have to do the automation, but just having that knowledge of what's possible enables you to find people and outsource and and actually come up with ideas. And that's important. Like you can't just go get someone off like Upwork and go help me with Zapier because they don't know your business. Right. Um, they probably don't even know how to run a business at like general. So I think it's really important to build your knowledge as a business owner. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think that's such great advice. Like, it's like walking into a restaurant and saying, "Like, make me food." What if you have <laughs> allergies? Like, what do you like? Um, yeah. <laughs> so my like my general advice is is uh, think of the stuff that you do regularly and make a list, and then like add a check mark to the stuff that you absolutely need to do, like that you the business owner needs to do and then look at the rest and say, can I hire somebody or can I automate this? Can I get a robot to do this for me? Mm -hmm. Um, And then that'll get your wheels turning. And I I think that's a really good exercise. That's exactly what I did 
when I first started automating and I immediately started saving like hours worth of time a week. Yeah, I forget like how, because I've got so much stuff automated now, I forget how much opportunity there is in the early days when you're first getting started. Like um, I just had a video testimonial done with one of my students and he was like, he was literally deciding between hiring someone and like my course basically. Mm -hmm. And, And he went with my course and I was like, oh, wow, that's like, really cool to hear. Like, I just, I forgot, like, how much time there really is in this and how much it does save. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, right? Because, like, you could hire a virtual assistant to do some of the things that we're automating, but I pay yeah. Zapier 25 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month or whatever yeah. uh, to do the job of, like, 14 virtual assistants. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, it depends like how much you've got automated. Cause I was, like I said last month, with 15,000 tasks, I think if you estimated at 30 seconds a task, we're over 100 hours. You yeah. Know? That's, yeah. um, that's most of a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's great. Well, I know that you have a few courses. So, um, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about this? Just head to jimmyrose.me. Everything's there. Um, I would recommend, um, jamiros.me slash zapier-tutorial. I know that's a bit long, but, um, you know, if you just search Jimmy Rose Zapier tutorial, I'm assuming it comes up. That's just a free video. Um, that's, I think it's 10 or 15 minutes that goes through the real basics and, uh, and where to get started and how to use that Zapier interface to plug in your apps and, and come up with ideas. That's the easiest place to start. Fantastic. I will link to that and like I said, everything that we've talked about, if you're like, that was a lot of like links and I didn't write any of them down, don't worry. <laughs> they will all be over at howibuilt.it. James, thanks so much for joining me. I, I could literally talk about this for hours. I have a hard stop because it's dinner time at my house. So <laughs> uh, thanks so much for, uh, for joining me and, and sharing some of your knowledge. No worries at all, Joe. Thanks for having me to talk about this. Like I'm the same. Talk about this all freaking day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks so much to James for joining us this week. I, if you couldn't tell, loved this conversation. Uh, We geeked out quite a bit, a little behind the scenes action. He was the last of five interviews I recorded this day. So uh, we had a little more fun, I think, than usual. I loved his tip about sending custom coasters to his podcast guests. Uh, That is something I'm probably going to steal. But aside from that, um, just learning how to automate and doing it in in small steps first. Um, You know, go to Zapier and and look at some ideas uh, and, and get started. You know, Buffer is a way of automation where you schedule things to be posted at a later date. Uh, my Facebook group, my student Facebook group, uh, those posts are scheduled to make sure that I actually do them. So every Friday I sit down and I schedule the next 10 posts for the Facebook group so that I don't have to think about it throughout the week or worry that I'm not engaging. So definitely check out automation. Uh, you can find all of the links to this episode at howibuilt.it slash 176. Thanks to this week's sponsors, iThemes, Light Tricks, and Circle CI. Without their support, this show would not happen. So check them out, show them some love, 
If you liked this episode, be sure to give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people discover the show. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on Twitter at Jay Casabona or via email joe at casabona.org. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>